No matter what his political legacy, Hugo Chavez is joining a select group of deceased world leaders whose followers just can't let go. Here's how Venezuela's interim president, Nicolas Maduro, announced that Chavez's body will be embalmed for posterity. Just like Ho Chi Minh, like Lenin, like Mao Zedong, the body of our president and commander will be embalmed in the Museum of the Revolution so he can be viewed in a glass coffin so that our people can have him forever, forever, always there for the people. Stephen Cave has thought a lot about leaders laying in state forever. He's the author of Immortality, the Quest to Live Forever. Stephen, I understand that Russian biochemists have extended an offer to Venezuela to help embalm Chavez. Now they've successfully preserved Lenin's body for nearly 90 years. Let's just start, if you would, how does this work? Well, first you have to drain all of somebody's bodily fluids and you have to replace them with something a bit like formaldehyde so that the natural processes of decay, which are extremely difficult to stop, are held back. But you do need to keep going back year after year and and repairing the corpse and making sure that nature isn't taking its course. How did this tradition of embalming leaders and uh, putting them on display even begin Well, embalming has a very ancient history, but it really has a particular significance for socialist revolutionaries. And the precedent here is, of course, Lenin. Revolutions are often driven by these very charismatic personalities. And so when these charismatic people die, the revolution experiences a crisis. And one way of trying to overcome that crisis is to say, look, the great leader isn't really dead. When Lenin died... One of the great Soviet poets, Vladimir Mayakovsky, proclaimed, Lenin, even now, is more alive than all the living. How did this practice catch on? As I say, it started with Lenin, but then it caught on very quickly. It was clear then to other socialist revolutionary leaders that this is a way to project power beyond the grave. And so Mao Zedong and other socialist leaders followed in Lenin's footsteps. Of course, Stalin also did and was briefly lying next to Lenin until he fell out of favour and was uh, taken away and quietly buried. I mean, that's the risk, of course. Uh, On the one hand, these leaders want to say, look, I'm still here, but if they fall out of favour, then their shrine is going to be dismantled and they're going to be unceremoniously dumped somewhere. Do you know if this was Chavez's wish? No, we don't know if this is Chavez's wish. It doesn't seem to have been Lenin's wish either. When Lenin died, a committee was set up called the Immortalization Commission, who had to solve this problem of what do we do now our great leader has died. I mean, it could well be that Chavez's followers have come to the same decision, but it could equally be that he himself wanted this. I mean, many powerful people strive for immortality in all sorts of ways. You've written a book on the quest to live forever. Take me on a tour, if you would, of where world leaders have attempted to do this. Some of the greatest monuments of human civilization are leaders living out their will to live forever. We just have to think of the pyramids, these massive monuments to our desire to defy death. From then, we go to China, where the first emperor of China, this is the guy who built the Great Wall of China, the terracotta army is only a tiny part of a massive complex that he built in order to immortalize himself. All people want to immortalize themselves in some way. We can't all uh, hope to build great pyramids, but a pharaoh can. We can't all hope to have ourselves embalmed and a temple built around us in the middle of Venezuela, but Chavez can. One makes me a little more squeamish than the other. 
You know, you know, you, you, you there's an orphanage or a, a wing of a hospital on one hand, and putting yourself under glass on the other. I think physically preserving yourself in the way that Chavez is doing is the really the most extreme way of sticking your tongue out at death. You know, the ancient Egyptians. According to some estimates, spent fifty percent of their wealth on the industry of mummifying. For most of us, it's just not an option. But for those who can, the temptation to actually physically stay present seems very strong. Stephen Cave is the author of Immortality: The Quest to Live Forever. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure.